welcome to episode 7 of Taekwondo, The Shame Chronicles. I'm Kyle. And I'm Melanie, and once again we have a special guest joining us, Josh. Hello. Hey Josh, welcome back. Thanks. Um, Good to be back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think maybe now you're sort of the unofficial, unofficial third host of the show. <laughs> yeah, as long as it doesn't become official. <laughs> I would just like to remind um, all the listeners out there that if you want to be a guest host, all you have to do is call or send an email, um, and we'll set it up. Uh, otherwise, we're going to be stuck with Josh forever. No yeah. offense. <laughs> okay, so let me start off. How was y'all's St. Patrick's Day? Did you guys celebrate St. Patrick's Day at all? Uh, no. The when most... Was, was, it was that yesterday? yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even wear green. I didn't I do might, anything uh, special. I might have accidentally. <laughs> oh, well, Josh had a fun St. Patrick's Day um thing happen. It wasn't fun at all, actually. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, I, uh, I was going to pick up dinner, and I got stopped at a uh, sobriety checkpoint um, at, like, 7 o'clock, <laughs> which seemed, seemed a little early to me. Um, and I, I failed. I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, it, was, <laughs> uh, it was the least uh, stressful sobriety checkpoint ever, probably, because, you know, I had been inside all day and not doing anything. <laughs> Um, but I did, it does turn out that, uh, I forgot to put the most current insurance card in the car. So, uh, sobriety checkpoint turned into getting a ticket for not having proof of insurance. (laughs) Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I just have to go, uh, like show proof of insurance and they'll dismiss it, but it's kind of a pain. Doesn't that (laughs) seem like they shouldn't be allowed to do that? They should only be able to write you a ticket for, like, being drunk. That's what I think. Yeah, it's, uh, what is that? Like, if you pull somebody over for some reason and then you find a bunch of drugs in the car, uh, <laughs> those drugs are, like, inadmissible or something if if the reason that you pulled them over had nothing to do with the drugs. Is that right? true? Well... But they have I to have probable it, cause to pull you yeah. over, and then I guess right. I guess yeah, if they, they actually pull you over for no reason. Yeah, I guess if they actually have probable cause, then then that's fine. But like if they pull you over for speeding, if that's their reason, and you weren't speeding, then yeah. they can't bust you for the drugs. Yeah, that's true. Really? So I yeah, same thing applies huh. with um with a DUI. If if they didn't have a legitimate reason for pulling you over in the first place, then uh the evidence like that you were in fact drunk is not admissible. So wait, so if you had like a busted tail light and they pulled you over but then it turned out that you were under the influence, can they can they then cuz they pulled you over for a legitimate reason? Yeah. Yeah, I think okay. they can do that. Yeah, if it turned out uh, your tail light wasn't actually busted, <laughs> then, oh. <laughs> then you'd be okay. <laughs> I see. <laughs> well, I just want to say not that I um am in any way happy that you got this ticket. Um I do want to say that every single time I've been pulled over, I have been given a ticket. And when Josh gets pulled over, he only gets warnings. Yeah, well, except true. this time he got a ticket, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying that, like, finally, 
Okay. <laughs> Justice has been served. <laughs> and it's not even a real ticket because he doesn't even have. I mean, I'm pleased that it's not real, but I'm just saying. <laughs> it's true. It's. I will actually. Uh, yeah, it'll. I'll be able to get it dismissed. So it's. It's hardly a real ticket. But it's really unfair because I've only been pulled over twice in my life, um, and I got tickets both times. And you know, most girls it seems like, get out of tickets. And I don't do anything to try to get out of them. So I'm not like one of those obnoxious, like, like, oh, I'm going to cry when the police officer comes. I even got pulled over. The second time I got pulled over was on Christmas Eve. And I had all my laundry and all my stuff in the car and the dog in the car. The guy pulled me and another person over. I had to wait like 10 minutes for him to even come over to my car. And then I couldn't get out. Uh, I couldn't get my stuff out of the glove box because my laundry was blocking it. And so I had to, like, get out of my car and, like, get the thing. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be really nice to this guy because it's Christmas Eve. He's just doing his job. And I wished him a Merry Christmas. And I was perfectly pleasant. And I did all, I did everything right. Like, I asked if I could get out of the car, you know. And then he still gave me a ticket. <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I was going. It was, like... Well, okay, so... (laughs) You were doing 120 in a school zone. (laughs) No, it was... On Christmas Eve. One of those sections of freeway in Texas where the speed limit is 80. Uh Uh-huh. And I got pulled over going, like, 95. (laughs) (laughs) So that one may have been legitimate, (laughs) but... (laughs) But I'm just saying... Yeah, I've also gotten a ticket every time I've been pulled over, and um, I mostly, like, I feel like only one time it was, um, well, I guess every time it was legitimate, but one time I was, like, really breaking the law, and that was, uh, I was driving home from uh, Sean's house when we were in San Diego one oh, summer. Oh, right. <laughs> and I, I think I was driving your car, Melanie, because uh, okay. it was... I don't know. My car was like close to dying or something. <laughs> um, and I was driving home uh, at like three or four in the morning, and uh, there was nobody else on the highway, so I was going like maybe 105 or something. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and all of a sudden, I see like the flashing lights behind me, um, and I had no idea. I'd, I'm pretty, like, I kept a pretty good lookout for cops. I didn't have a radar detector or anything. But I think maybe what happened is, um, you know how they check your speed by aircraft? They have yeah. all the signs that say speed enforced by aircraft or something like that. Yeah. Um, I think that's what happened. Because I'm pretty sure that there's, like, a lot of drug runners in San Diego, and they mostly move at night. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think maybe they thought that that's what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um, well, sorry, go ahead. They, they also accused me, well, they didn't really accuse me. They asked if I had been drinking or if I had gotten high. <laughs> um, and then they checked my pupils to see if they were dilated. <laughs> uh, but they, luckily, they only um, radar gunned me at like 95 miles an hour. Mm. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have been like a $500 ticket instead of like a $250 ticket. Right. Yeah, I think that that's how they got me uh, that second time when I got pulled over, too. Because there was not... I think it was a guy up ahead 
on the other side of the freeway and he like whipped a U-turn sort of in front of us onto the freeway and then pulled us both over. And honestly, he may have really only been trying to pull the other guy over because he was going faster than I was. But, um, <laughs> but I was sort of like, Oh God. <laughs> and I pulled over. I mean, it's true. I was speeding, so I should have been pulled over, but, um, he probably really wanted the other guy better. So. Yeah, you're you're too nice. You should have uh, should have <laughs> slowed down because there was a cop behind you with his lights on. You know, you're you're legally required to like slow down and let him pass you or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he pulled and me then over as soon as, in front of me. Yeah, and then as soon as you saw the other car getting you know stopping, you should have just kept on driving. And then if the I car know. if the cop followed you, then you should have pulled over. But yeah, yeah. I was like I was confused. Well, the first time I got pulled over was total BS. Um. Which I think I've told you guys about already. But yeah, I got pulled over going through a yellow light, turning left, and um and somebody went through the light behind me and they didn't even pull that person over. And I got a ticket. <laughs> this was in College Station, right? Yes, this was in College Station. Where the and... where the whole entire purpose of the of the cops there <laughs> is to give tickets to college <laughs> students. Yes. Yes, it was a horrible day, and I was going to go, like, be good and work out. I had, like, all my swim stuff with me and was going to go to the pool and swim for a little bit. And I was, like, so upset because it was my first first time I'd ever gotten pulled over, first time I'd ever gotten a ticket, and I didn't go. I went to – I got fast food, <laughs> and I went home and ate fast food instead. <laughs> so. You should have uh, sued the cop for, like, emotional trauma. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was really mean to me too. He was like not nice at all, and I still had California plates, um, mm-hmm. and like, and everybody told me that that was why he pulled me over. But I don't know. Yeah, they hate you. I mean, they hate uh, Californians and College Station. Also sure you. <laughs> yeah. Also, also you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the lady that went behind me was like driving a like a, um, like a Subaru. She was like a soccer mom. Mm-hmm. Subaru suburban, <laughs> a suburban. <laughs> I knew that didn't. A Subaru burn. <laughs> <laughs> she was driving a suburban and was like a total soccer mom and went through the light behind me and didn't get pulled over. Well, you should have sued so. that lady too. I should have. You should have written Anyways. down her license plate or something. Yeah. Yeah. And the cop's badge number. Yeah. Yeah, always get their badge number. They like that. <laughs> yeah. His Just... name was like his name was like Chris Brown or something. It was like some ridiculous <laughs> name like that too. I remember. Did he try to beat you? No. <laughs> he was just really mean. <laughs> just verbally assaulted you. Yeah, I, I so the first thing you should do if a cop pulls you over, this is a tip for all the listeners out there. Is you should just immediately ask for their badge number. Yeah. And then ask for their supervisor's badge number too. Mm. <laughs> And then uh, tell them that you're recording the conversation. Yeah, I've seen you some uh, some pretty good videos of. Uh, there was one they were showing, basically of uh, cops being recorded, and yeah. this guy was getting a ticket, and he the cop was like, "So this is going up on YouTube, right?" <laughs> and he goes, "Yeah, probably." He's like, "All right, well, just make sure you get my good side." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of them aren't that nice about it. No, no, this guy was nice about it. But... No, just I mean, just try to bait the cop into punching you, and make sure that make sure that you're recording it. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise it's your word against his. Well, yeah, you know, you, I you proof for that. I've always been a firm believer that if you treat cops with respect, 
And if you don't try to do any, like, you know, you don't try to be a baby and cry to get out of a ticket. And if you're just, you know, admit that, you know, maybe don't admit you're wrong because then you can't really, (laughs) (laughs) you can't really uh, undo that. But, but, you know, don't be like a jerk and just be respectful that they should like, you know, be nice to you and maybe give you a warning. But, (laughs) but no. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to lie to a cop because I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Um, Right. But you do have, I mean, well, you don't have to, but just don't give information away. Right. If he, if he asks you a question, um, you can, you can tell him that you forgot. (laughs) Well, the other thing is I told the guy. Or just say, I plead the fifth. I'm pretty sure that's legal. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was raining when I went through that intersection too. And I had sneezed right beforehand. And when the guy asked me why I ran or why I entered the intersection when the light was yellow, I was like, well, I sneezed. (laughs) (laughs) And I think he thought I was like, I don't know what he thought, but he was really mean to me about it. And I was like, no, because when you sneeze, you close your eyes. I remember that from Driver's Ed. You can't help it. (laughs) But, oh well. And that didn't work, huh? That did not work. He was just really mean to me. (laughs) I have a a strategy that I I don't know that's necessarily warranted uh, or valid. But what I actually I don't do this much anymore, um, because now uh, I have to think about people other than myself. Um, but what I would do would be to not really worry about um, things like whether or not the registration was expired or uh, <laughs> the uh, inspection or something like that. And what I found was that when I got pulled over, maybe I was speeding or something, but they would just give me a ticket for uh, the uh, expired whatever, and then I could then take that and have that ticket dismissed because I could, you know, show, hey, I, I got my car registered, and then I wouldn't actually really have a ticket, <laughs> which I think has worked pretty well. Um, <laughs> so it, doesn't, it doesn't work for... Uh, it, if you actually don't have car insurance, they don't let that one go, though. Right. Yeah. So, okay, so, so your strategy is do whatever you want illegally in your in your motor vehicle as long as you have an expired registration. So that way they'll only notice the expired <laughs> registration and give you a ticket for that. It probably only works if you're barely speeding. Well, I would yeah, that is essentially the strategy, but I think there's probably a limit to it. Um, yeah, I'm going to give you a counterpoint, uh, <laughs> counterexample, uh, because last year I was pulled over and I had basically every like everything like every piece of documentation that you need, um, mm-hmm. I did not have or was not up to date on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had an expired registration. My my registration was expired by about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, my inspection was expired by probably about a year. Uh, my driver's license was not my current address uh, <laughs> for for about eight months, um, and I think you have to get that changed within like thirty days. Yeah. Um, and my car insurance was an old copy of the car insurance, uh, <laughs> but fortunately, um, the cop was able to to call the insurance provider and see that I was up to date. 
But he told oh. me that it, he told me that if uh, they didn't answer for whatever reason, that they would have had to have impounded my car. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, but I did get it. I got a ticket for the registration, the license, and the uh, inspection. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were all like fix-it tickets, so it ended up it ended up costing me like twenty dollars. So. That's why good. were you and uh, why were you pulled over originally? Uh. Expired everything that he could see. Yeah. He saw. Yeah, he saw oh. it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so right now, um, I probably shouldn't. Uh, well, okay, I'm gonna incriminate myself a little bit. Uh, hopefully, there aren't any police officers that listen to this. Um, especially because of all the disparaging things that I've said about, <laughs> about police officers up to this point, uh, which I was joking about, officer. Um, Basically, right now I have an expired registration and an expired uh, inspection, mm-hmm. and uh, also my my driver's license is also out of date. Uh, <laughs> so I'm sort of in the same boat. Although I think I have up to date insurance. Uh, but so for the longest time, like if I needed to go get food, since it was over like during the winter, I would just uh, wait until the sun went down. And then I would go get food because I figured it was impossible for the cop to see my stickers at night. Yeah, yeah, that's a good um, call. Yeah. Also, I have a I have a sort of through the neighborhood route that I take to get to work, like through the neighborhood until I get to the highway. And I figure on the highway, I'm going too fast for a cop to to see it, or he's probably not paying attention. Yeah, he should have other things to worry about. Yeah, like like speeding or um, the highway that I drive to go to work has a lot of accidents, so probably just yeah. Um, you know, helping out people who, you know, are in a 10-car pileup or whatever. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, but I, I've been trying to, I've been trying to rectify this, but I, I, I had my um, GPS stolen, like, oh. uh, five months ago, and now I don't know how to get to anywhere in the city. <laughs> uh, and I tried looking for, like, I just, like, I had the directions, like, on my phone, and I was trying to follow them to get to the, the DMV, or I guess the tax office, or wherever it is that you need to get your registration done. And uh, I basically just drove around for like an hour and then went back to work, because I couldn't <laughs> find it. I'm pretty sure that if you get pulled over, just tell them that story, and you'll be <laughs> my, fine. Really, my, look, G- my, I went, you don't have my GPS anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how to get to anywhere. <laughs> I don't even know where I am right now. <laughs> I don't know how I got here. <laughs> I, I blacked probably, out like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> you probably shouldn't even be driving right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who I am or where I'm from. <laughs> this is another good strategy. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure this car isn't mine. Mm-hmm. Uh... Okay, um, I want to close out this uh, introductory segment um, by uh, bringing back the the Kyle apologizes for something he did. Um, and that is, in the last episode, when I was trying to make a joke about um, how, you know, the, the feedback loop that causes uh, old singers to sort of warble their voice, um, mm-hmm. I said that the end result was the, the movie with Jim Carrey, uh, the cable guy. Right. And I said... If you got somebody to love, and mm. it's actually if you want somebody to love. Mm. So I apologize. I 
You knew that? I knew that, but I didn't tell you. You know, you should just, you know, if I say something <laughs> stupid, speak up, because I'm tired of apologizing for things. <laughs> I, I feel like this has happened before. <laughs> it did. It happened in the first episode when I was calling a coven a Wiccan. <laughs> and Melanie's just sitting there thinking, oh, he sounds so stupid right now. <laughs> But she was she was confused because she thought the word I was saying was a Wiccan, uh, yeah. as one as one word, uh, which was still wrong. Obviously, yeah. that's not a word. So you yeah, should have just said something. You know what? Okay, I'm going to bring back the the other segment about apologizing. And Melanie, I demand an apology for not speaking up when I said something stupid. Well, I am sorry, but I also will say that you were singing it, and I feel like that is even more. Like, it takes more dedication to sing the wrong thing than to say the wrong thing. And so it would have been even more embarrassing if I had corrected you. This, okay, this whole show is about embarrassment. So just, if you can think of a reason to embarrass me, just go for it. <laughs> All right, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I'm sorry, too, for, for being wrong. Uh, okay, so... Uh, let's take a break. Uh, you've been listening to Taekwondo and the Shame Chronicles. We'll be right back. Were you going to talk about St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. We're, we didn't actually go on a break. We're still talking. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, St. Patrick's Day. No, that was just a way for me to get a conversation started. Okay. Um, I didn't, well, I actually went to uh, a friend's house for, for St. Patrick's Day, but I was just wondering if you did anything, because I know you're not allowed to drink right, uh, right now, but, uh, okay, actually, the segment did end. I'm going to edit all this out. Okay. Because <laughs> that didn't add anything at all. <laughs> uh, okay, or maybe I'll leave it in, and then we'll just play the, the fail music from Socrates. All right, welcome back. Um, welcome back to uh, TKD TSC. Uh, that's the that's the hashtag that you should use if you want to tweet about this program. Um, oh, that. Uh, sorry, I didn't want mean to interrupt, but at some point we could talk about Twitter if if we uh, need to talk about something. I have something specifically to talk about with Twitter. Well, maybe it we should have to be today. But, well, maybe we uh, yeah, should start with that, or is it something long? No, it's not long. Um, is it, it within 140 characters? <laughs> uh, it could be. <laughs> um, I feel like for, in order for me to think that way, I think I have to be writing rather than talking out loud. Okay, well, maybe you could just say it. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, it, that would be faster. Um, I just signed up for Twitter. Um, sort of on accident. I <laughs> He fell on it. <laughs> yeah, I just like tripped and fell on my keyboard, and then I had a Twitter account. <laughs> um, but I haven't, I haven't tweeted because I feel like that's a lot of pressure to have a first tweet that is going to like be something that people want to follow. <laughs> um, and so I'm thinking maybe I need to create another Twitter account in order to tweet about how I can't tweet in the first one. <laughs> that's going to be my solution. <laughs> You're. You're going down a really dark path. Um, <laughs> I would say, I mean, probably 95% of everyone's first tweet is, hey, I'm on Twitter, yeah, <laughs> or yeah. something like that. So I would just start with that. You know, it, it sort of releases that pressure valve. Um, 
and then you can sort of uh you know get with the get with the humor get with the the witticisms um and just use the hashtag like throwaway tweet or something <laughs> or first tweet or yeah uh yeah something like that so i don't know if you guys there's this website that i found um like a year or two ago that basically uh searched for first tweets that people made on Twitter <laughs> and found basically the ratio of uh of Twitter accounts that only tweeted one thing and then never again <laughs> versus the ones that continued to use Twitter. Uh-huh. And it was like sixty percent <laughs> to forty percent. Wow. Well yeah. Uh Okay, was that was that all about Twitter? I mean, that's really it. I mean, I I could talk more about Twitter, but that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. What's what's your Twitter ID for all the listeners out there that want to you know follow you? It's uh, Whitling Prof. It's W H I T T L I N G P R O F, like Whitling, like wood, and then Prof, like professor. Okay, Melanie, are you so, on Twitter yet? No. I, I have too much in my life already. I think Twitter would just be overload for me. Uh, because you don't want to have to tweet or because you don't want to have to watch people? <laughs> well, I still don't even fully understand Twitter. <laughs> and I feel like at this point, like if you don't, if you don't get it by now, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a, little, it's a little harder to get it if you're not um, participating <laughs> in it at all. <laughs> I'm gonna sum. I'm gonna sum up Twitter in three words. It's mini Facebook. Yeah, I know, but I already have Facebook, so why do I need Twitter? <laughs> because uh, it's smaller. Yeah, <laughs> but and and you can't really you can't really track comments on the things that you say, <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, I guess in that way it's maybe worse than Facebook. Um, but it's, I don't know, if you, like, if you have something, like, really short and clever to say, um, Mm -hmm. or if you want to follow people who say short, clever things, uh, it's really good for that and not much else. Yeah. Are you on Twitter, Kyle? Yeah. What's Uh, your... My, my Twitter ID is Kyle Sweeney. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that makes a lot more sense than mine. Yeah, and so I'm going to... Something happened recently. So my company got a Twitter account, mm-hmm. and um, I was like, oh, cool, my company has a Twitter account. I'll follow them. Uh, and then, like, within a day or two, they followed me back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> now I feel like I need to create a new Twitter account. <laughs> because I'm afraid that I'm going to say something, and then, like... Uh, People at my office are going to see what I'm what I'm saying in my personal life. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, I am. I'm. I'm being followed by Mitt Romney now. So. What? <laughs> really? Can yeah. you block that? You can block people. Yeah, you can block people. Why would he be following you? He doesn't know you. Well, um, it's a, it's his Twitter account. It's obviously probably he has nothing to do with it personally. Um, do you think but, that his people are like? politicians people just go and follow everybody who's like everybody they just follow everybody well i th- i think one reason people follow other people is so that those people will then follow them back right yeah 
Um, that's There's, part of it. And, but I, uh, when when you sign up, it asks you to like follow a number of people, like your friends or other people. And so I clicked mm-hmm. on election twenty and twelve, and I followed all the Republican um, nominees and or the potential nominees and and uh, Obama. And then like immediately, I was I saw how many tweets they had, and I was like, this was a horrible <laughs> idea. And now now Romney's following me. So. <laughs> Um, there's sort of an unwritten rule in Twitter, and this is a stupid bullshit made up rule. And that is, uh, if, if you follow someone, they should follow you back. Right. Uh, if you sign up for Twitter, don't do that. I mean, especially if you don't know the person or don't know them very well, I would just say, follow the people that you want to follow and don't expect for them to follow you back and vice versa. Yeah. Well, so I, I signed up for Pinterest like, that's that's like thirty times worse than Twitter. I know, but here's the thing. So here's the thing. This I is why she has too it. much in her life. <laughs> I signed up for it like a month ago, and I made two pin boards, and I put maybe three or four things on each of them in one. Like it did it all in an hour, and then I like maybe I still don't know how to use it very well, but I like basically they just show you this one long page of stuff that you can look at and then pin to your own board. And I didn't even do that because mine was about books and they don't have books on there. So I just like went on the internet and found stuff. Um, but then everyone who is friends with me on Facebook started following me on Pinterest. And I was like, ugh, now I have to like pin things to my board. But I haven't been on it in like three or four weeks. So I'm not even really doing it anymore. So, so this is the nice thing about Twitter is that there's no expectation for you to tweet. Uh, right. So generally people are following so many other people that there's enough things for them to read uh, that there's right. no pressure on the creator to, to do anything interesting or funny. Yeah. I don't know. I think I just don't really like social media all that much except for Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> except for well, the uh, socialist media thing. <laughs> Well, but here's the thing, because all of those things link to Facebook anyway, I mean, or they can. So I already get people's tweets on Facebook. Why do I need to follow them on Twitter? Um, because, I mean, okay, the, the next step in our podcast, uh, <laughs> hitting the masses, is we need to have a presence in all forms of social media. Um <laughs> We need to really, uh, to coin a phrase from another podcast that I listen to, uh, <laughs> we need to get into buzz marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is basically, we need to go out there and we need to promote the use of our hashtag, uh, TKDTSC. <laughs> um, and we really need to just, uh, probably just retweet the things that we say in the podcast and try to get mm-hmm. other people to retweet those. Um, and that'll really sort of make a name for our podcast. I'm not sure exactly how it works, uh, but that's what everyone <laughs> says to do. So, uh-huh. well, so get on that. Yeah. This has been our social media <laughs> segment. It's now, a, it's now a moral responsibility for you to uh, sign up for Twitter. <laughs> yeah, if you don't, if you don't sign up for Twitter, then you want our podcast to fail. Yep. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's let's move on. Um, 
we have a new edition of the Versus game this week. Uh, as you know from the last two episodes, um, we've ended each each one in a tie so far. Um, so this is hopefully the tiebreaker round. Um, and the the topic for this week is hygiene. <laughs> mm. um, <laughs> That's gonna be bad. Yeah, that was that was sort of a disconcerting sound. Right. This is. I just remember this is also the Shame Chronicles. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's get started. This this first one's probably pretty easy, um, and this is bath versus shower. Who's going first on this? Uh, whoever wants to, and then we'll switch off. I'm gonna make go Josh first. go first. Um. I'm going to say um, shower uh, because it's faster. <laughs> All right, so, so you like the efficiency of a shower. Yep. Well, I'm very conflicted about this. <laughs> um, first of all, I don't like to get wet if I don't have to. So either of these things... Uh, I don't enjoy that much. <laughs> um, I will say if you're purely talking about hygiene, the shower is the better option. But what I like to do when I take a shower is I like to sit in the bathtub <laughs> with the shower on. <laughs> so does that count as a shower or as a bath? Well, do you stop the drain or... No. Okay, well, I would count that as a shower, just a, a sitting shower instead yeah. of a standing shower. Because if I had a seat, like some showers have seats, right. I would sit on the seat. But instead I sit in the bathtub. So I guess I'm going to go with shower also. <laughs> uh, okay, so you guys are both right. Shower is best, but you guys didn't explain the the winning reason. And that is, is that sitting in a bath... You're basically stewing in your own filth. Yeah. Well, I said that the shower has is more hygienic. No, oh, well, that's true. But that's you didn't what I explain. Meant. You didn't explain. You that. didn't say that exactly. I mean, well, that's know. what I meant. But I feel. But I also feel like I undo it by sitting in the bathtub, even though I'm not sitting in standing bath water. But I'm like still sitting in the bathtub. I really feel like um, a bath is like a recreational thing. Like the purpose of it is not to get clean, but it's just to like right. soak in the bath. It's to have fun. Yeah, well, just to have and, a good time. <laughs> and usually after I take a bath, I shower off anyways. Yeah. So. Or if I were if I were dirty before I was gonna take a bath, I would first shower and then take a bath. <laughs> <laughs> this but probably then, has something to do with uh why Americans use on average like eighty gallons of water a day or something. <laughs> Because of the the showering and then the bathing and then probably yeah. the, the the second shower. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, well, you guys both get a point for that. Um, you would have gotten five points had you said something about stewing in your own filth. <laughs> uh, but neither of you mentioned that. Uh, so, okay, next round is liquid soap versus bar soap. Um. And uh, Melanie, you're first. Yeah, liquid soap. 
all the way. Bar soap, bar soap is annoying. For one thing, um, you pretty much have to use it with just your hand, or you can rub it into a washcloth. But if you're going to rub it into a washcloth, why not just use liquid soap? And uh, very few bar soaps actually, like, moisturize your skin, and they leave it feeling like like if you rub your hand down your leg, it gets stuck. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you're saying with, with the soap in your hand or just your hand? No, no, no. Just your Like, after you put bar soap on your body, uh-huh. it, like, clean, it, like, cleans your skin... In this weird way that makes your hand stick to your leg if you try to... You know what I'm talking about? You're saying it sort of <laughs> removes the natural lubrication that you have between your hand and leg? Well, it like it like overly dries your skin. Have you ever heard of uh, Dove soap? That's the only one that doesn't. <laughs> that's like 95% moisturizer. <laughs> and like yeah, that's like the only one. 1% that that soap. But then, but then, if you're using bar soap... If you're really cleaning yourself well, um, you're just rubbing that all over yourself. Rubbing soap all over yourself? Well, you're rubbing soap that's been all over yourself on other parts of yourself. Are you suggesting that soap is like taking a bath and that you're sort of stewing in your own soap fill? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's clean. You're making... Like... You're making a frothy mix of soap and dirt, and then you're just rubbing that all over your body. I mean, let's say you have a lot of gross stuff between your toes, which I don't even think bar soap would fit between your toes, for one thing. But you're well, rubbing that all in between your toes, and then you're, what, going to rub that on your face? Or well, maybe I mean, you there's, don't there's use an your... order, right? Yeah, but... You, you don't, you don't wash your feet first, do you? I don't, but... <laughs> I like to have the option. <laughs> I'm just saying, once you've rubbed it anywhere, it's been there forever until it's gone. And if you share your shower with another person and they don't have their own soap, then you're rubbing soap that's been on their body all over your body, too. Okay, quick question. Do you guys share soap or do you guys have your own soap? We have our own soap and also... We use liquid soap, and also we basically have separate showers. <laughs> so, <laughs> just trying to stay as, so, as uncross-contaminated yeah. as possible. <laughs> do you guys like sleep in different beds and like wear bubbles at all times? No, but we do have the nest, so. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a little bit of a separation. A little bit. <laughs> uh, okay, so your vote is liquid soap. Yeah. I would like to point out, um, to quote Chandler from Friends, um, it's soap, it's self-cleaning. <laughs> uh, I believe he said that to Joey at some point. But yeah, can because... I say one more thing about soap? <laughs> about bar soap? Yes. Okay. How you want to get on your soapbox? <laughs> yeah. How many times have you showered with bar soap and not dropped it? Oh, plenty. Well... Not everybody is that lucky, and it falls, <laughs> and, and it gets a little dent on the side. Every time you drop it, it gets dented. Who wants dented soap? Liquid also, soap does not dent. If it if it falls on like a piece of dirt or something, oh, uh, yeah. that dirt just gets embedded straight into that bar of soap. Yeah, it, yeah, or like sand. 
If you go so to the, the beach, entire the entire life of the soap, it's going to be there. Well, that's because like it when is. you when you rub it on yourself, it just pushes that it continues yeah. to push it yeah, deeper it and deeper, deeper into the soap. Uh, okay, and I feel for like girls. One more thing <laughs> for girls: when you want to shave your legs, um, are you going to shave with bar soap? Wait, you I mean, shave okay, with soap? Maybe, well, I shave with soap because I use a loofah, which makes it all um, frothy. Um, some people use shaving cream, in which case this does not apply to them. But <laughs> if you use liquid soap and you can get it frothy, then it's a nice and frothy and you shave with that. But bar soap doesn't really do that. Is there a secret challenge here where we're trying to see how many times we can say frothy? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've actually been trying to say frosty, but I have a lisp. <laughs> um, Josh, did you decide between liquid or bar soap? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say bar soap. What? Uh, mostly you just, don't to even get, use bar soap. just to get that reaction right there. <laughs> he doesn't even use bar soap. That's an inauthentic vote. That's, well, uh, you, you don't know. You're not in my shower. <laughs> You don't know. You've never seen it. <laughs> uh, I actually, uh, I do use bar soap sometimes. Uh, and here's why. Uh, I feel like your argument about some of the faults of bar soap is a bit of a straw man. Um, <laughs> because I don't feel like you have to take the bar of soap and rub that all over your body in order yeah, to Yeah, but use if you're. So you rub it into a washcloth? Uh, I will sometimes rub it into a washcloth, or you can just rub it in your hands, and then you just have soapy hands, which you can then use to soap your body. Okay, but if you're using just the bar or just your hand, then you're not really exfoliating anything. It's too smooth. Well, you could you could still you could easily use a loofah with bar soap. There's no qualification for liquid soap. There's a how many people do that? Show of hands. <laughs> For those out in the audience, uh, nobody can see if anyone else raised their hands. <laughs> uh, so, the, I mean, but but for the sake of bar soap itself, I feel like it's, um, again, I'm going to go back to efficiency. I feel like you get more bang for your buck with a bar than you do with liquid. Because I think nine times out of ten, you're putting more liquid soap out than you actually need. Whereas with so, a bar, I think it's easier to control how much you're using. You're saying like a, a bar soap is is more uh, like environmentally environmentally friendly because you're not just like wasting it all. You're <laughs> you're getting as much as you can, which is like you know five minutes of rubbing that gets just <laughs> enough to to clean yourself. Uh, but yes. with liquid soap, you could just be pouring and pouring and pouring. You could use an entire <laughs> bottle without really yeah. even noticing. Just unless all unless your bar soap breaks into small pieces when it gets too small. Mm-hmm. And then you're, what, rubbing little half-inch pieces of soap all over yourself to use it all? No, you take those smaller pieces and you <laughs> form them into a larger piece. Okay, <laughs> but sometimes, because you have to keep your bar soap in the little bar soap holder or on some sort of shelf, right? You have yeah, to. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> though that thing will fill up with water, and then it, you'll lose some of your soap. That is true. And it, and it also gets sort of slimy and gross. Yeah, and then you well, drop you, it and it gets dented. <laughs> it's also soap, so it's like it, there's only a, there's a bit of limit to how gross it is. I think. Yeah, and also isn't liquid soap already kind of slimy and gross? 
Yeah. You don't have to touch it. You just put it right onto your washcloth or your loofah. You don't yeah. have to touch the soap. <laughs> you just <laughs> you just you look at the you look at the liquid soap, you pour it straight down the drain, and then you, you get out of the shower feeling really refreshed. That's my understanding of how liquid soap works. <laughs> you maybe squirt a little bit, drop it on your toes to get it in between your toes, which you can't do with bar soap. Right, because it's and, too grimy. Yeah, and wash off your feet and then uh, mm. then you're good to go. Who's right? <laughs> um, okay, Josh, I have a follow-up question. All right. Uh, what what brand of bar soap do you use? Uh, I think Dove. Yeah. He okay. only said that because you already said Dove. No, I'm pretty sure if we walk in into the bathroom, I, we'll find the bar of Dove soap. Probably because okay. I bought it for our guests. Yeah. Why would you buy them bar soap instead of liquid soap? Because some people prefer bar soap. <laughs> You just want to be accommodating, even though you think people with bar soap are disgusting. Yeah. Wow. Disgusting and idiots. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm. This is really tough. Uh, but I'm going to side with Melanie on this one. Yeah. Liquid soap is better. Um, for, for the reasons that we've discussed ad nauseum. <laughs> uh, bar soap... Um, bar soap can get dented. It gets slimy if you leave it in the little thing. Uh, when you're when you're close to being done with the bar soap, you get a little sliver that's left over that you can't do anything with. Um, so you might have to have like a collection of like twelve slivers, and then just stack them all together. Uh, yeah, new and then, soap. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you probably, I mean, if you if you accidentally buy the wrong brand, then you're gonna have like a weird like. Um, uh, striation soap mm-hmm. thing. Uh, nobody wants that. So I'm going to go with liquid soap. And uh, Melanie, you get one point, and Josh, you get zero points. Yeah. I would like to say, not uh, not to ch- try to change your opinion, but just as a side <laughs> note, um, you can carve bar soap. And that's, <laughs> that's something you cannot do with liquid soap. <laughs> that's that's true, and that almost sways me <laughs> in your favor, <laughs> but not quite. Also, I just want to I just want to mention this for all the listeners out there. If you're using bar soap, the only the only bar soap that you should use is Dove. Yeah, I think which we which we've explained because otherwise, what Melanie said about the soap or your hand sticking to your leg, I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, <laughs> it's true, <laughs> but it does dry out your skin, uh, which mm-hmm. you don't want. Uh, okay, so there's a bonus question to this round, um, and that is loofah, washcloth, or hand? And uh, whoever wants to go first can. I think Melanie's kind of pinned into an answer here. Uh, well, just because I use all... a loofah doesn't mean I prefer a loofah. No, but I mean, all, all, all your argument for, uh, for liquid soap is... Contingent upon using a loofah. So. No, you can use liquid soap in a washcloth. Uh, not really. It doesn't froth. Yes, it does. Nah. It can. All right. If you do it right. <laughs> if you first rub it in a loofah. <laughs> um, well, okay. I like the feel of a of a soft washcloth best, but I feel like a loofah does the most scrubbing. And so I usually go with a loofah, but washing my face is totally different. I don't wash my face with a loofah. Do you use something 
do you use another tool or do you just use your hand for that? Well, it sort of depends. I often use my hand, but I also have this special face washing washcloth, um, which is like a different material than a normal washcloth. And sometimes I would use that. It depends on what I'm using because sometimes I use a scrub, in which case my hand is fine. Some case I use more of a cleanser, in which case a washcloth helps. Okay, so but you're voting for loofah? Yeah, I'll vote for loofah. <laughs> All right. Also because you can hang it. Like, usually they have a loop and you can hang it on, like, your faucet or whatever. Well, you can, you can hang a washcloth and your hand, you don't, you don't need to hang on anything. It just hangs That's on your true. wrist. Well, I'll say hand is my last choice because unless your cleanser, unless your soap, liquid soap has some kind of, like, scrubbing beads in it, I don't feel like you're really scrubbing your skin enough with your hand. What if you use your fingernails? Well, <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> or like that guy from uh, uh, Galactica when he Gattaca. was like <laughs> Galactica. <laughs> Where he scrubs himself with like volcanic rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or like seashells or something. Yeah, maybe it was volcanic rock. Pumice. Yeah, probably. I like to really feel like I'm removing a top layer of skin. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Lufa. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, re- I, I think actually Kyle has already made my argument for me <laughs> um, <laughs> in questioning uh, your preferences for the Lufa. Um, and hearing you talk about all the cleansers and scrubs, um, it sounds really complicated. <laughs> and so my answer is going to be based on simplicity, uh, simplicity. and I'm going to go back to uh, efficiency also. I think that's my theme for this Versus episode. Uh, so I'm going to go with a hand. Um, but a liquid soap or bar soap? No, well, that's not the question. Yeah, but it matters. It's, because this is a follow-up using... question to the first question. So, But he said <laughs> well, bar soap. Well, so... I said bar soap, so I, I, the hand is perfectly fine with bar soap. Um and it's the cheapest tool, and um, and you don't have to worry about where to hang it. Um, and you you can exfoliate with that's what fingernails are for. That's weird. Yeah. That's, well, that's, that's still my answer though. Okay, but for me, since I said liquid soap, hand is like the least efficient thing to use. Well, that's why liquid soap's no good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself right now, and that is um, I have in the past used a combination um, shampoo, conditioner, and body soap, body wash, um, probably made by like Axe Body Spray, uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I used my hand for rubbing it into every part of my body. Uh-huh. Um, and as far as, you know, efficiency is concerned, this is definitely the most efficient way to go. Um, as far as, as far as hygiene is concerned and being, um, you know, a member of society, (laughs) it's probably the worst thing you could do other than to just not shower at all. (laughs) Um, but I like, I like both of y'all's arguments for, uh, for the, the tool that you use to, uh, to get the, the soaping done. Um, so I'm going to award each of you one imaginary point that doesn't count for anything. 
<laughs> well, I'm glad about... we talked about it for so long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on to the final round, and I think this is gonna. Um, I think this is really gonna separate, you know, the wheat from the chaff. Is that is that a real thing? <laughs> I don't think that, that makes something. sense in this context. Probably not. Uh, it's going to separate the, the oily, gross water from the clean skin. Okay. Um, so we're in the shower, then. <laughs> this, is a, this is a multiple choice question. It has three potential answers here. Um, and that is, what's more important in a deodorant? Number one, lack of flaky white stuff. Number two... It contains antiperspirant. And number three, <laughs> it's strong enough for a man, but pH balanced for a woman. <laughs> hmm. uh, Who's up? Is it? I don't remember. I think it's Josh. Um, I'm going to go with uh, antiperspirant. Because um, I don't often show my armpits. So I don't feel like the flaky white stuff is necessarily an issue for the majority of the time. Occasionally, obviously it, it is, but um, whereas sweating is an issue for me almost 90% of the time, um, an antiperspirant is what's needed in that, that situation. Um, and I feel like the last question was, uh, or the pH balance is, is a marketing ploy and it's totally ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what does deodorant contain if it does not contain antiperspirant? Um, it anti, just contains... It, t- it contains anti-odor stuff. Right. So just masking or fragrance or something? I think it actually is supposed to neutralize smells. Ah, okay. Yeah, I think that's right. But it also does contain a fragrance, usually. Right. <laughs> well, I was going to say the same thing that Josh said. So I win. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I also have to go with B for pretty much the same reasons. Because I don't feel like too many deodorants really have much of a problem with flaky white stuff anymore. Or at least the ones that I use don't. And I don't show my armpits that much either. Um. and I, I feel like it's. Some... Go ahead. What... Well, I feel like it is more important that it has antiperspirant than whatever its pH balance is. <laughs> what were you going to say, Josh? Um, I bought some deodorant a while back that uh, it was like Speed Stick or something, and it was on sale, like three for a dollar or something like that. And I thought, <laughs> oh, I don't have to buy deodorant for a while, and. It, I think I'm pretty sure it had flaky white stuff. Uh, and it was not. It wasn't really a very good deodorant. You know. I would also like to say that the most important thing for me when choosing deodorant is that it's not a liquid. I hate liquid deodorant. You're talking oh, about like gels. The gels. Uh, Either the gels, or they also have those like spray ones. Like who uses that? Like an aerosol deodorant. Yeah, you're also <laughs> killing the environment. Uh, with uh, chlorofluorocarbons. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, I, th- I think for the most part they don't have those in them anymore, but it still feels You probably like don't want to do. spray that directly on your skin. Yeah. 
You probably, I mean, if there was a, a combination deodorant and bug spray, <laughs> I could see mm. maybe, maybe choosing that. Um, because I think that maybe sometimes, uh, my deodorant attracts bugs to me. <laughs> which uh which I think sends the the exact opposite impression <laughs> that I want to give out. Like like okay, I I took a shower this morning, I put on deodorant. <laughs> it's not my fault that all these bugs are following me. <laughs> uh Okay, so you guys both choose be antiperspirant? Yes. Okay. Uh you you are both correct, and Melanie, that was a smart decision because you were already ahead by a point. So uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Uh, so you are you are the winner. Um, but I just want to say something about um, option three, which is strong enough for a man, but pH balanced for a woman. Uh-huh. I want to know who is measuring the pH level of of women, <laughs> and specifically their armpits, and specifically uh, how do I apply for that job. <laughs> I think that's the job you have right before you get bikini inspector. <laughs> uh okay, that's going to do it for uh this week's edition of Versus. We finally have a winner uh Yay. after 3 long Ooh. weeks. <laughs> um if you are if you're out there in the audience and you have an idea for um the topic of of a Versus segment uh, please send us your ideas. You can send it to shamechronicles at gmail.com or you can send us a voice message. Um, go to the website. Uh, the website actually has all the contact information there in the upper right-hand corner. So if you forget uh, the the phone number or if you forget the email address, um, but you can remember shamechronicles.com um, has the name of the podcast right in it, uh, <laughs> then uh, you can go there and, and find us that way. Um, but let's take a quick break. Um, you guys have been listening to uh, hashtag TKT, TKDTSC, <laughs> uh, and we'll be right back. Uh, all right, welcome back. Um, guys, I want to start a new segment uh not really related to anything that we've done before. <laughs> uh, I was trying to think of ideas for the podcast, and um, I don't know how this popped into my head, but we're going to do it anyway. And this is a segment that I'm going to call Impressions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, to repeat something that I said in episode three, this is going to be a rich vein <laughs> with which we can mine uh, mine content from. Um, and this is also something that the listeners can, can do at home and hopefully, uh, call in with their impressions. Um, and this is going to be similar to the versus segment where we're going to have a topic every time we do it. So the first topic is, uh, talk like a British person. (laughs) Josh will win. (laughs) I'm so bad. (laughs) Well, that's, that's the point of this segment. (laughs) <laughs> is that I'm pretty sure that one or all of us is going to be really awful at whatever it is and um, do something embarrassing. Okay. That's and I'm hoping yeah. that, that every time we do this, Melanie, it's going to be you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it will be. <laughs> I do have decent Russian accent, although nobody believes me. 
<laughs> well, okay. <laughs> That's how you know it's good. <laughs> I was trying to think of, like, example phrases that, that you could say. Um, yeah. And all I could think of was, like, things that are not British. Uh, like, <laughs> top of the morning to ya, and throw another shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> uh but if you could do, um, like, an Australian person doing a British accent, that would be fine. Uh, also, um, I had originally written this. I had misspelled person as Persian, so it was do an impression of a British Persian. <laughs> that does sound like a challenge. Uh, okay, so who wants to go first? And if you need, if you need an idea, I do have a list of phrases that you could say. And are they all uh, non-British phrases? They're all British phrases. I was able to come up with several that I'm pretty sure are, are all British. Uh, are you doing this too, Kyle? <laughs> or is it just us? <laughs> it probably has to be me because there's probably going to be occasions where we don't have uh, Josh or another guest host. So right. I will be I will be doing this. And if you want me to go first, I will. Okay. Well, I think Josh should go last so that people can uh, can think I'm at least halfway decent before they hear somebody who can actually do one. I don't have really. <laughs> okay. uh, I don't do a good British accent. I do a better um, Australian or uh, New Zealander accent. So, well, good, uh, a good Kiwi <laughs> accent. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Melanie, does that mean you want to go first, or do you want to go in the middle? Uh... Well, what are some of the phrases? <laughs> all right. Well, how about I just how about I go first and I'll just okay. say all these phrases in a British accent. Okay. Okay. So the first one is, "Hello, Gavna." We just offended all three of our British listeners. <laughs> The the whole purpose of this segment is to drive away people <laughs> who who don't uh, speak in a somewhat vague uh, Southwest American accent. So, um, okay, so the second one is, uh, well, let me see if I, I have to get into the right character here. Imagine that I'm the, the Queen of England. <laughs> How many sugars in your tea? <laughs> Uh, okay, this one, um, this one's going to be probably the, the one that I'm the worst at. Um, and this is from Monty Python. <laughs> I don't even think I can say this in a British accent because you have to scream it. So, <laughs> <laughs> no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> Pretty sure that wasn't British at all. <laughs> Uh, and so the the last example is that's bollocks. <laughs> and I, that okay, I was kind of half laughing when I said that, but you get the idea, right? Uh huh. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think I do. <laughs> <laughs> this may be a one-time segment. <laughs> um, hold on, I'm gonna look up a quote really quickly. And then oh. I will, and then I will say the quote. Is it from Pride and Prejudice? No. <laughs>
you have bewitched me, body and body soul. And soul. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you should do, Kyle. Um, if this segment continues, is you should get um, quotes from uh, Maggie Smith on uh, Downton Abbey. <laughs> Yes. I still need to watch that show, so. You need to watch that show. (laughs) Or maybe, maybe I'll actually get a recording of a British person next time. (laughs) (laughs) As an example of what somebody from England actually sounds like. I do think I'm a lot better, um, when I can hear it, you know, uh, right away. That helps. That's really not the point, so. No, it's not. (laughs) The point is, the point is to make an ass of yourself. Right. So, Melanie, are you ready yet? Or do I have uh, to yeah, keep I have filling one. time? Okay. <laughs> okay. It's going to sound terrible. That's the point. Okay. I do not, for one, think that the problem was that the band was down. I think that the problem may have been that there was a Stonehenge monument on the stage <laughs> that was in danger of being crushed by a dwarf. All right? That tended to understate the hugeness of the object. <laughs> <laughs> That was perfect. Really? I don't. I don't know why you were so afraid to do this. Well, I mean, you sounded a little bit like uh, Hermione from. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you sounded exactly like Hermione from Harry Potter. Uh, I like to call her Hermione. But that was also an excellent, uh, an excellent source of quote, uh, of course, from. Um, uh, Spinal Tap. Yeah. Or this is Spinal we just, Tap. We just watched it the other night again. <laughs> can you yeah, can you just that, say ours goes to eleven in that same voice? <laughs> but ours go to eleven. I'm not very good at that one. Not that line doesn't sound as good. <laughs> uh, okay, that was really good, uh, Josh. I think it's going to be hard for you to follow up. Um, I know. Both mine and Melanie's. I think mine. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you can you can go for it whenever you want. Well, now I feel like I should look up something funny. <laughs> well, maybe next time I will uh, give you guys a little bit of a warning so that you can look up something. Uh, but for now, Josh, <clears throat> I need something off the cuff or something that you can find within 30 seconds. Uh, within 30 seconds, starting from when? Now. Ten, ten right. seconds ago. Ten seconds ago? Okay. Um, I'm going to try to remember some of the phrases that you said. You want me to say them again? Uh, the one was, um, hello, governor. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, what was the one about the sugar? <laughs> <laughs> how, how many sugars in your tea? <laughs> um, how many sugars in your tea? God damn it! You're way better at this than I am. <laughs> he's doing the uh, he's doing the Ricky Gervais uh, British accent there. I think <laughs> that was a little yeah. I I like his accent. Uh, I should say something probably about Robert Downey Jr. Then that's what he would, that's what he would do. Oh, what, um, what, what and he introduced uh, Bruce Willis at the Golden Globes. And he was like, and here's Ashton Kutcher's dad. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good one. Uh, all right, uh, that was pretty good. Thank you, <laughs> thank you guys for humoring me. 
we probably will continue this uh, this segment. And and again, listeners out there, if you have a suggestion for something that we should do an impression of, um, it could be a person, it could be an animal, it could be <laughs> some sort of rhythmic machine. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Uh, send us uh, send us your ideas, and we'll uh, we'll put them in the show. It seems like. Um... It might be a good idea to do something similar to what you're saying, where it's like a combination, like an Australian person doing a British accent. <laughs> like, yeah, I figured we'd start off with a somewhat easy one. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. every like every white kid in America has at some point pretended to be British. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I figured that was something that you know, even if we were all bad at it, at least we would have had some experience with it. So, um. Okay, so that was the uh, impression segment. Now, uh, let's move on to the, the final segment for today, and that is the haiku contest. Um, as you all know uh, from listening to last epi- the last episode um, and the previous episode, <laughs> we've, we've started a contest where you, you the, the listening audience, can call in or write in and give us your best haikus. Um, I wanted to uh, to just give a little more background information for what a haiku is. So um, I actually went out to Yahoo Answers, <laughs> and I just typed in haiku. And so I'm going to read a couple of the, the questions that some people have, uh, have sent in on the topic of haiku. So the first one is, uh, can I write a haiku poem without using the 575 syllabication? <laughs> can I write haiku with rhyme? How about meter? Um, fortunately, all of the answers to this question have uh, have told this person you cannot write a haiku with anything other than the 575 syllabication. Um, the, the best answer says... Um, uh, no, wait, sorry, not the best answer. <laughs> the, the top answer that's not the best answer um, says that uh, if it doesn't have iambic pentameter, 575 <laughs> isn't really a haiku. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anybody who has taken an English class... <laughs> um, Knows that this person is uh, is an idiot, yeah. um, but uh, but they are correct that if it doesn't have five seven five, it's not a haiku. So let's move on to the next question. Uh, this is from um, let's, well, the first question was from somebody named K Secret. Um, <laughs> this one is from A E Neumann. Pretty sure it's Neumann. Uh, I'm I'm going based on the pronunciation of uh, von Neumann, the guy who invented. Uh, the type of uh, computer programming uh, that is typically used today. So, um, <laughs> the question is, what would you do if your haiku was lifted? Uh, and then he goes on to say, what would you do if Sarah Palin lifted your tweets for use in a fundraising speech? <laughs> let's say, let's say you tweeted some haikus glorifying Ronald Reagan, and then you Googled those tweets a month later, only to discover them quoted in a speech she gave recently. What would you do? Uh, this is an excellent question. Um, and the, the best answer is from somebody named Congo Obama. 
which I'm pretty sure is racist. And it says, I'd like to lift Palin's haiku. Hubba hubba. <laughs> yeah, clearly, clearly best answer. I don't have to hear the rest of that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, I don't think we need to add anything to that question. Um, okay, so next question. How would I write a haiku expressing my understanding of the term critical thinking? <laughs> uh, I really need help on this homework assignment. I have no idea how to express my understanding. A traditional haiku is one line of five syllables, one line of seven syllables, one line of five syllables. <laughs> um... I just like this one for the irony. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna read any of the answers because they pretty much said what everyone, what every one of us would say. Uh, and this was this was a question from Doug. Uh, okay. <laughs> this next question comes from Jessica, and she asks, uh, "What haiku or six-word memoir can I write about Duke Ellington?" <laughs> Uh, I love seeing what creative uh, assignments these teachers come up with. (laughs) Um, This one actually has one answer, and uh, there are two haikus in this answer. One says, uh, best jazz composer, was the most brilliant, did (laughs) mood indigo. Uh, okay, so, uh, we're almost out of questions. I think we have two more. So, this one is from, uh, MacC1Win. Um, and this question is, is haiku a telepathic theft from a rhyming poem written in another language? <laughs> what? <laughs> is haiku a telepathic theft from a rhyming poem written in another language? Or is haiku a platonic random intellect and need rhymed order to become a verse? Is haiku poetry at all? What is a poem? <laughs> Curious of your opinion. <laughs> Those are some big questions. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he's really taking advantage of uh, haiku answers, asking so many questions. <laughs> uh, he almost asked his last three questions in a haiku. Um <laughs> There's one answer for this. Uh, the answer is, haiku are lovely, the best will touch you deeply, hippopotamus. <laughs> uh, hippopotamus is a term of, en- of endearment. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, okay, and finally, the last question is, I love writing haiku. Are there any good haiku contests out there or places to publish haiku? Uh, this is a very excellent question, um, and something that I think we can help with. We actually have a haiku contest. Um, it's running right now. Uh, it's not going to end this week. Uh, we're going to extend it at least another week or two um, to make sure we get more entries. But, uh, Co, if you're out there and you're listening to this podcast, um, I'm not going to sign up for Yahoo Answers to tell you about it. Uh, so hopefully you're listening in. But um, this... <laughs> This is the perfect venue for that, and and I promise that we will uh, publish your haiku uh, if by publish you mean we're going to read it out loud on the internet. <laughs> Does that count as publishing? I know you guys are trying to get things published. Would you? How would you feel about somebody just 
reading the thing that you wrote uh, on a podcast? Uh, well, if that's what you knew it was going to be used for, then yeah, it'd be like it'd be like spoken I, I word. Uh, spoken word. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I would put it on my CV as a publication. <laughs> Published on TKDTSC. That's that's hashtag TKDTSC. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's an MLA format for that now. <laughs> for yeah. podcasts. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's all. That's all the questions from Yahoo Answers. Uh, well, that's not all of them, but that's all the ones I'm going to read. Um, we did get a single entry <laughs> into the contest, and guys, I know that I uh, generally berated you last time, um, but we're not just holding this contest for ourselves. Um, <laughs> Before I read this, uh, I know I mentioned in in episode five that we had some fabulous prizes. Um, we still have those prizes, but I know you guys weren't able to listen to that episode, so I'm just going to go ahead and list off the prizes now, uh, just so that you're up to date um, and hopefully as a, a impetus for you to write in or or talk in, uh, if the case may be. So, uh, Melanie, you should have you should have uh, corrected me there. It should be as the case may be. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That was a test. Um, <laughs> okay, so we're going to give out three prizes in this contest. Um, the two runner-ups are going to receive an autographed copy of a printed-out webpage from dummies.com titled <laughs> Traditional Forms of Poetry, colon, Tonkas and Haiku. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. autographed, autographed by... Um, by all of us here. Uh, I'm going to print it out. Um, I'm going to write my name on it, and then I'm going to send it to Melanie and Josh. And they're <laughs> going to write their names on it. <laughs> and then they're going to send it to you. Or maybe they'll send it back to me, and I'll send it to you. Um, but the grand prize is an autographed copy of Poetry for Dummies. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go out, and I'm going to buy a copy of Poetry for Dummies. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna forge the author's autograph. <laughs> uh, probably not that part, but I am gonna sign it myself, um, which will, which will immediately depreciate its value. <laughs> um, and I might even I'm gonna go out and say go ahead and say that the three of us we're each gonna sign it and we're each gonna write. Um, a custom haiku in it. So this is a yeah. this is a top dollar prize. This is a one of a kind thing. You're never going to find anything like this anywhere. <laughs> Three random yeah. people writing a haiku in a book called Poetry for Dummies. <laughs> um, so if you're out there and you want to be in the contest, uh, you have a chance to win any of these any of these prizes. And right now your chances are good because we only have one entry. So uh, if you just write in, you're going to get one of these things. Um, but let's go ahead and move on to uh, to this week's entry. And actually, it's a series of entries. Um, uh, Melanie and Josh from your from your friend and I guess family member uh, Stephen. Okay, so I'm going to, or I'm just going to mention that from here on out, if you send us an email instead of sending us a voice message, we're going to play <laughs> your email using the uh, text to speech program on my computer. Um, because. Otherwise, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to pretend to be you, um, and I don't know how how you intended it to be uh, to be read aloud. 
whereas my computer does. So, um, <laughs> always. Uh, so give me a second while I while I copy these into this program. Okay, this first poem uh, is called. Uh, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have the text to speech thing read this too. Uh, all of these have a title, which I thought was interesting. I, I originally read these as just four-line haikus, and I was going to disqualify Stephen immediately. <laughs> but then I discovered that these are these are the titles. So the first one is titled "Water from Hell Below." What? <laughs> uh, water from Hell Below is that right? Okay. okay. Yep, that's it. Uh, and this. Uh, is the haiku. In the squalid heat after the prolonged good drought, steam rises from rain. <laughs> uh, the way it pronounced uh, prolonged, <laughs> I'm pretty sure disqualified this this poem from being 575 uh, syllabication. So... Maybe I'll just read this one instead of having the computers read it. Uh, that is, in the squalid heat, after the prolonged drought, steam rises from rain. All right. Should we snap after? Is that... <laughs> yeah, any, any thoughts about that haiku? Uh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I know you guys don't want to disparage your friend. Um, but that wasn't really funny, right? No, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Okay, it's possible that he's just setting us up for the later haikus, though. Maybe he wanted to go with something serious uh, so that, you know, he could knock us down uh, with these last four that he sent in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so the next one is called... Revelations. What? Revelations? Revelations? Yeah. Is that right? My, com my computer's not very good at pronouncing words. Uh, that was that was Revelations. Um, and the the uh, the haiku is... That last haiku fails to find Domity in pain, but now I must pee. Yeah, and um, yeah, it did build on the it did build on the other one. Without reading the other one, this one wouldn't make any sense. So, yep. <laughs> uh, so good job. Um, the third the third haiku is called podcasting. <laughs> podcasting. Uh, and the haiku is. There is danger when time comes to speak and nothing clever stumbles forth. <laughs> that's uh, great that's a critique. Haiku. I don't know. That's either that's either a critique or uh, sort of a shared experience. Since uh, yeah, since I, Stephen, I think they could just be empathy. Yeah, Stephen has his own podcast now, which I'm going to do a little bit of buzz marketing for you, Stephen. Um. Uh, I don't know if you guys have a hashtag, but uh, pretty sure you have a you have a podcast. You have two episodes out, um, guys. If you listen to our podcast, uh, you should probably listen to this other one too. 
Um, unless it's better than ours, I haven't I haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> <laughs> if it's so if it's sorry. better than ours, um, stop listening now and go back to ours. <laughs> Uh, and then forget forget that Steven's podcast ever existed. Uh, okay, and we have one last haiku uh, from Steven. And uh, the title is... Adolescence. <laughs> that was actually pretty good. That was probably yeah, the, was... Best, the best pronunciation so far. <laughs> uh, okay, and the haiku is... Penis, penis, vagina, vagina, penis, 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 vagina, penis. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely uh, one where the title was important <laughs> yeah um okay so if the contest were to end this week uh steven you would get three things you would get an autographed <laughs> copy of uh poetry for dummies and two autographed copies of the printed out webpage <laughs> called uh, something like Classic Poetry uh, Haiku and something else. Tonkas. Tonkas. Um, so, but unfortunately for you, the contest is not over. Um, <laughs> we're going to let this go until we get at least three people, three different people who send in something. Because uh, I'm not going to send the prizes to the same person. So, uh, listeners out there... I'm assuming that we have more than one listener. Um, and mom, I'm specifically talking to you. <laughs> uh, mom, you should, you should either call in or send us an email. Um, and then a third person, if you're out there, uh, uh, you should call in too. Oh, actually, I forgot. Uh, Josh, you mentioned that you sent in something. Yeah, but, uh, it doesn't have to be counted for the contest since uh, that might somehow uh, be uh, unethical. <laughs> That's true. So you're going to sort of, uh, since you're a judge, I guess the appropriate word would be recuse. Um, yes. You're going to recuse yourself from the I would the like process. to recuse myself, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, well, do you want me to play? You know, I'm just going to copy all of this into this text-to-speech thing. You, you wrote uh, five, six haiku. Um, I'm just going to play these all back to back. Yeah, and I think some of them are um, some of them are actually very funny, but they help provide a contrast for the ones that may be funny. <laughs> also, <laughs> the computer voice will make them funny. That's true. Okay, here goes. Five, seven, five with storylines makes this haiku and autological. Writing for hours doesn't make me hungry. But still, I am hungry. Those painter <laughs> ladies carry their art in buckets. I want a bucket. My feet are not like hobbits, rough, thick-skinned, hairy. Maybe they're hairy. The shadow has turned the number of feet, but I have not turned at all. Those trees, there, can't be any shorter than these, here, but the sun sits still. <laughs> uh... Those are good. <laughs> yeah, those were good. Um, it's nice to uh, to be able to rely on the computer voice. For that. <laughs> uh, this uh, we might not do this every time, <laughs> uh, but probably with the haikus we will. So um, send in your haiku uh, 
if it's uh, as a voice message, we'll just play it. If it's as um, text, we'll have the computer read it. Um, if you want to send us those haikus, uh, you can call in. Uh, the voice number is 914-40-SHAME. Um, I'm not going to read the other number because that might be confusing. Just remember 914-40-SHAME. Uh, the email address is shamechronicles at gmail.com. Uh, you can also just go to the website, shamechronicles.com. Uh, it has all the contact information there. Uh, also, uh, if you're on Twitter, you could tweet hashtag TKDTSC. Um, and probably no one will see that because <laughs> I'm not subscribed to that hashtag. <laughs> but I think Twitter's probably the right venue for haiku. So <laughs> um, if, you do, if you do tweet something... It, Send me an email, too. Uh, that, w- that way someone will see it. Um, I like to think that that's how Twitter works. You tweet it, and then you email all your friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's if your friends are not on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. So, so once again, you've proven that you don't have a good understanding of Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, guys, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about um, in this episode? No. 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 Uh, we still have uh, an open invitation to Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Um, that, that of course, will be mentioned at the end of every episode. Until, <laughs> until he comes on. Until he comes on. Oh, I just wanted to mention, I did uh, find something really cool on YouTube. This is um, somebody uh, signing a haiku in American Sign Language. Um <laughs> And basically what it is, is each movement is a syllable. So the first line is five movements, then seven movements, and then five movements. Uh, oh, you should, cool. you should check it out. I have no idea what it's saying because I don't, I don't know how to interpret American Sign Language. Um, but, uh, for our deaf listeners out there, um, <laughs> it's, it's something really cool that you can look into. So, uh, <laughs> uh that's gonna do it for, for this week's episode of Taekwondo the Shame Chronicles. Uh, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye.